Music You're Missing's next concert, Acoustic Night Out, comes to Cambridge, Massachusetts on Saturday, February 17th at the Cantab Underground. Riding the wave of viral success on TikTok, Simon Robert French is set to perform for the first time since his debut release, Robert's Place, not only amassed over 10 million views, but also established him a substantial fan base of over 250,000 social media followers. Joining him are DIY bedroom pop artist and Boston Music Award nominee Lazy and the ever-positive longtime singer-songwriter Rachel King. Tickets are $10 and they're on sale via Eventbrite. You can find the ticket link in the show notes or linked in our Instagram bio. I hope to see you at the show. You're listening to Music You're Missing. My name is Brendan Gennetti, and today we're in studio with Knox. Knox is bringing pop punk back. His singles, Sneakers, Not the 1975, and Love Letter have gone viral, amassing over 50 million streams. His single, Not the 1975, is currently sitting on the top 30 at U.S. Pop Radio and has even caught the attention of the 1975's Maddie Healy. As if that's not impressive enough, Knox is currently on the road for his debut headlining tour. And get this, it is completely sold out. I cannot stress how wild and uncommon it is to sell out your debut headlining show. And it couldn't happen to a more deserving dude. I'm so excited to have Knox in studio to talk about his new music, the debut tour, and the moment that he's currently having with Not the 1975. But before we get Knox in studio, you've listened to podcasts before, you know the drill. My name is Brendan. I've been working in music for many years now, and I've always connected with the underdog artists, the artists that I always felt deserved more attention than they were getting. So I created Music You're Missing to give them just that. Every artist featured on the show gets their music added to the official Music You're Missing Spotify playlist. And if you head there right now, you can find Knox on the cover of the collection. While you're checking things out, I know it's super corny to ask, but it would be wonderful if you could rate the Music You're Missing podcast five stars wherever you're listening. The more five-star ratings we get, the higher likelihood our episodes get playlisted, which in turn means even more exposure for the amazing artists we feature. And finally, to keep up to date with Music You're Missing and all of our happenings, including giveaways, events, concerts, and new episodes, you can follow Music You're Missing on Instagram and TikTok at Music You're Missing. I promise that's all for me. I'm so excited to welcome Knox in the Music You're Missing studio. How's it going, Knox? Welcome to the show, Knox. How are you? Thank you, bro. I'm good. I'm happy to be in Boston, man. Last time you were in Boston, I, I saw that you did like a fan sing-along in the park. Yeah, no, it was it was just right outside the venue on the street. Um, oh, no way. Yeah, that was definitely the uh, the best one. We did that in a lot of different cities, and most of the time there was like four people. And if there was any more <laughs> than that, like... Nobody knew who I was except for, you know, three or four people. Um, so Boston was sick because I went out there and everybody, like, I kind of walked out and everybody was kind of like, oh, my God, that's him. That's I was awesome. like, oh, let's sing these. Things. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a cool vibe. What's that like, like being so up close with your fans like that? It's just funny, dude. Like, I, I, I think it's still kind of mind-blowing. I still have people who come up and they'll be, like, shaking. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I was just serving eggs in a restaurant. <laughs> two years ago. So it's all good. It's all good. Happy you're here. Glad we're meeting, but it's all good. You don't have to freak out. (laughs) Dude, that's so real though. Like, I I mean, I was that person for so long. And then when you like start to be around so many artists, you're like, oh, that's lit. They're just another person. Like their music's amazing and they've got fans. They could have like a million fans, but they're also just a person. It's just work. You know what I mean? That being said, you are on day three of your yes, sold sir. out first ever headlining tour. Yes, sir. That's a crazy feeling. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Were it's... you expecting a sellout? I was, uh, I wouldn't say expecting. Um, I, I was hoping for, um, yeah. I was, I was really hoping, um, but to see it 
actually sell out and how fast it sold out. I, I think like the first six six cities sold out in the first like two hours that Dang. the tickets went live. Um, yeah, so that was a pretty mind blowing thing to see. Um, but yeah, Boston. I actually got beef with Boston because they were one of the last cities that actually it took Boston a week to sell the <laughs> shit. They, it was one that was slacking. So I'm a. Uh, I'm counting on the show to pull through tonight. I think no, it's going to be sick, though. I honestly, I always say, like, I think Boston has such a unique, like, energy because it is a lot of college students, mm-hmm. and a lot of those college students are from other places. So it's like a whole melting pot of, like, music yeah. fans, and it's just always a good vibe. Yeah, well, that was the thing is, like, so I, I was here in November with the band Nightly. Yeah. Um, opened for them, and Boston was one of the best shows. I mean, it was wild. Like, obviously, you saw the video outside. It was wild. It was one of the best shows of the whole... I, we did 24 shows, so, you know, that's a high. You know what I mean? Um, and Boston was six, so then when it, it took a week to sell out, I was like, where, where are my Boston people at, dude? <laughs> I was like, that show is fire. What, what are we doing? So, um, yeah, tonight's going to tonight's gonna be sick. I'm, yeah. I'm really stoked. Can you tell me about, like, the, the, the shenanigans you got into last night with the basketball hoops? Yeah, so uh, me and Mikey, we brought... Uh, we literally got a, uh, like, toy toy hoop. Brought it outside. There were some merch guys. The Fenway Brothers, actually. I'm, yep. pl- I'm plugging them because they were super sick, dude. They were really fun. Um, yeah, we, we brought a hoop, and we told this guy. His name was Tommy. He was probably 55 years old, 60, out there yep. selling hoodies and stuff. And we were just like, if, if you, you know, I told him I was a Laker fan, diehard like LeBron fan. And I said, if you beat me, I'll buy one of those LeBron sucks shirts. And then this six-year-old dude whipped my ass, dude. I was <laughs> pissed. Um, yeah, and he beat me. And so I put, the, I put the shirt on and got this Boston hoodie. And I don't have any other clothes, so I'm wearing it still. But, you know, I guess there's no better time to be wearing one. Hey, no, we appreciate Thank <laughs> you for stimulating the local economy. For sure, bro. I'm, I'm here for it, bro. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, everything that they sell is illegal. But thank you for supporting the illegal hey, activity. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> I'm here for it. Um, no, but obviously you're on the, the headline tour. I'm kind of curious, like what, uh, what kind of training goes into that? Like, what did you have to do to prepare for it? Um, dude, I mean, to be honest for this one, pretty little, we we didn't do a whole lot. Um, mainly because it's, it's not, the set is not too far different than the one we did in November. And you know, once you rip 26 shows in a row like that, it's just kind of melted into your DNA. Yeah. Um, so the one thing that we did have to learn is like this time we have a lighting show, um, transitions in between songs and stuff so it was it was more so just like learning timing yeah um than anything and then uh, uh for me personally i just have to do like i just have to kind of get my voice ready and uh staying hydrated and you know I, I have a little routine that i've made up myself of like throat coat teas and honeys and ginger shots and all sorts of shit but uh yeah, i was working so far so do you have like a cool down that you got to do no i Yes, there is one I'm supposed to do, but I never do <laughs> it's a it. Matter and I, if you actually do it, yeah, bro. And I'm always supposed to. I feel so bad because on this tour, it was like, so on the last tour that we did, I always did the meet and greet after the show. Would be at the merch table, meet everybody that I could. And dude, it, it, I'm I'm not even lying. That is harder on your voice meeting people really? than the entire show is. It's it's kind of crazy. Like just talking to people in general um, after is just like. It's crazy because you're so exhausted after the set, and then you kind of have to talk loud because you're in a loud environment. Um, so on this tour, I was told like, "Hey, you can't be doing meet and greets. There's going to be too many people. Like, you're just, you're just. It's not realistic to do." And we're two shows in, and I've, I've still. <laughs> done I'm like, nah, I gotta say what's up to everybody, dude. I'm like signing stuff, you know, feel yeah. like Jay Z, dude. <laughs> so and the, like the energy and like the the feeling you have after performing a show, like for sure, and meeting fans, like that's literally why you do this. Yeah, it's dude, awesome. it's the adrenaline, and it's like, 
you know, I, I want to do it as long as like until I literally can't. Like I know yeah. they told me that I can't do it, but I'm thinking I could still do it. Like I, I could still meet a couple people yeah. after the shows. And so uh, I, you know, I feel like that's important is letting the people know like, you know, I have the coolest job in the world because of them. So I need to let them let them know that and, and want to have that like super close connectivity with yeah. them and feel like they're a part of it because they are, you know. Man, and that's what they appreciate. Like that's the yeah. best part of like being a, a super fan and going to your show and then even if it's just a little quick photo yeah. after, like that's gonna make their whole life. Dude, that that's what I'm saying. And it's like little stuff like that that's so easy. It's it's like as simple as even remembering somebody's name. You see yeah. somebody and you're like, Oh, I, I remember you from Boston. You're like, so tonight there's two girls that are coming uh that were in that video actually. They were the ones sitting right next to me, but Aaron and Shannon yeah. and like you like I'll see them tonight and be like, oh, it's great to see you. And you just like say their name, something as simple as that, and they're like, oh my god, I I came and saw him, and he remembered us. It was crazy. And that's like, that stuff matters. Dude. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, obviously you got you got some love for Boston, but yeah. we're only we're only day three in or day show three. throw. Yeah, show throw show yeah, three. Yeah, in. yeah. Uh, are there any venues or cities you're most looking forward to hitting? Um. I mean, like I said, Boston was awesome last time, so tonight's going to be sick. New New York's always fun. Yeah. Um, strangely enough, like, I, it was just so unexpected, but DC was insane in November, um, and that that's kind of a bigger show. So so DC on Monday will be really fun. Um, Nashville hometown's always a, yeah. a good time, and then uh, Atlanta. Atlanta, I'm the most excited about because we sold the, sold the most tickets. We sold like 700 something tickets. Dang. Yeah, yeah. So that one's going to be. Uh, pretty epic for do you know why like there's so much love for you in atlanta um dude i think well i've played there a good chunk of times yeah. like uh, as an opener like i opened my first ever show was at georgia theater which is in athens which is in atlanta but still like people will drive um yeah. but that was my first ever show and then i did uh the venue that we're doing the masquerade i did the masquerade with this band bill murray who have you ever heard of bill murray it's like, like the comedian no no it's, <laughs> it's one word b-i-l-m-u-r-i no, Dude, but I'll, I'll add them to After you. this, you got to check them out, bro. Right. They're insane. I'm, I'm plugging Bill Murray all over all over the place, bro, because they're, they're amazing. Um, but did it with them, did it with Knightley. Um, so I've been there like three times. I'm trying to think if I've been there any more than that. But it, I, I don't know. It's, just, it's always been, it's been a place that we've been frequent at, and uh, it, it's close to Nashville, so I think somehow the music trickled down from Nashville. It just literally trickled down the United <laughs> yeah. States down to them first. Um, but yeah, they always treat me well. And the last show we did there was absolutely wild. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it's going to be a really good time. Cool. It's yeah. yeah, It's cool that you're making your return to the cities and the venues just keep getting bigger. Yeah, man. It's wild. So much so that you're not allowed to hang out afterwards. That's what I'm saying, bro. (laughs) I really don't know what's happening. It's, it's, it's really crazy. I still, I still don't think it's like hit me yet. I don't, I'm not sure if it ever will, to be honest. So, I mean, before all this though, you weren't necessarily planning to be a, a solo artist, correct? You were no. a songwriter? Yeah, dude, this is all... I, I'm not even lying when I say this. This is, like, all an accident, bro. It, it, like, I was... So I moved to Nashville in 2020, and the whole goal... Or actually, uh, 2019 is when I moved. And the whole goal was just, like, working music. Like, yeah. and, I, and I knew the one thing that was, like, working for me um, was just writing songs. And, like... I, I'm not exactly, like, I feel like personally, I mean, now I have, like, tattoos and shit like that, but I never really, like, looked like an artist or, you know, I just never thought I would be that guy. Um, and and th- that's the other thing, too, is, like, obviously I sing on my records and, I and you know, I've, I'm getting better at singing, but I've never been taught how to sing anything like that. Um, 
So I just never thought that was like a realistic thing for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I wrote for a bunch of artists and, uh, a couple of them got like signed off songs that I had written. Um, and you know, blew up on TikTok, and that was what kind of put the Nashville music industry on. They were like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I basically I, so like shortly after that, I signed a publishing deal with this company called Riverhouse, yeah. um, where I became a staff writer. It's like under Sony, and that was like, I mean, that was the dream right there. I was like, "Bro, dream job. I'm good. Like, I don't need." I was this close to deleting my social media when I signed my. When no I signed, way. oh yeah, because I, I, I just didn't see the point in it. I was just a songwriter. I was just the guy behind the scenes always, um, and I and I loved it. Like I I liked that. And then when I made my first EP, it was really just seven or eight songs that I thought were sick. I was like, I'm gonna record them with my buddy who I know is a good producer. I'm gonna record them, and then we'll pitch them out to like all these certain rock bands. Like I had certain certain songs that I had certain ideas for. Like my song, I don't want to know. I was like, oh, I, I really want to send this to like band Camino. And then yeah. like sneakers, I was like, this could have been like John Harvey or games we play vibe. Like I kind of had plans for all the songs. And then I showed them to my publishers and they like, they, I was like, somebody needs to sing these. And they literally laughed in my face and they were like, yeah, you're right. You're, you're going to be the person. And I was like, ah, I don't know. And then they said, they were like one song, let's see what happens. And then I put out one song and it has like, 30 million streams now. Yeah, so. It did quickly blow up. So yeah. The, the, the demos, if you call them that, that you recorded, yeah. did that end up being like the actual EP or did you go back in and, and, you know, reproduce them? I mean, no, no, we, the, the demos were the EP. No um, way, man. Yeah. We, we like went back through and like touched them up, added yeah. harmonies and ma made them just, a, but I mean like essentially, I mean, I could play you all the demos right now and they, y you probably wouldn't even be able to tell the difference. It was like very minimal stuff that we did. Um, yeah, and we literally, uh, me and my buddy, his name's Cam Becker. He's, like, the guy who produces all my music. We, we no joke, I know people say this to, like, be dramatic. We literally, in Columbus, Ohio, we, we recorded the songs in his parents' basement for a week. <laughs> like, no, no exaggeration. It was really wild. So, and that was, like, kind of the thing, too. Like, my managers and my lawyers were kind of telling everybody, they're like, they made these in a basement. And that was, like, the big thing. It was, it was funny, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. That is, that is such a unique story. It's, yeah most of the time you hear people who are like, you know, trying so hard and, and eventually something comes across their way and it works out, but it seems like yeah. yours just kind of like organically fell into place. Yeah, man. And I, and you know, and I got really lucky too, cause you know, a lot of people start on TikTok and that's like, it's kind of hard to break out of that yeah. and be more than just like somebody on TikTok. I, I feel like that's like a thing that TikTok has made difficult for artists. Um, but I, I, I just got really lucky, man. Like I, I made TikTok, posted the video and the, like, two and a half weeks after my first video went like properly viral, like did like two, three million views. Um, like three weeks later I was on tour with band Camino. So as I was like having a viral moment, I was also put in front of real people. Yeah. Um, which I think really helped build like, and start like a solid foundation of people that were actually tuned in instead of just seeing 15 seconds on their phone and scrolling past it and hitting yeah. follow and you know, so yeah, I got really lucky, dude. And then seeing you live too, like you saying like, no, actually I know how to do all this. I can, I can play out. Yeah. I mean, dude, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to, you know, when you love the songs and you see people having fun, it's, it's, dude, it's so easy to be like confident on stage and stuff like that. Um, the only show that I can't watch myself <laughs> on stage was the first show at Georgia theater that I was telling you about, like, cause I had never done it before like yeah. properly. And I didn't know if anybody was going to like the songs cause at that time, like, Sneakers was the only song I had out. Like, they had never heard anything else. So 
I like went to those shows and I was like, Hey, I have one song. Um, but here's my whole EP. I'm going to play them all for you. I hope you like it. And so, uh, yeah, that first show was terrifying. Hey, only one green show. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it went, it went well after that, thankfully. I mean, it could have gone the complete opposite. <laughs> so I'm, I'm thankful, bro. How was like the transition for you from, like you said, being behind the scenes, almost erasing social media yeah. to your very first like debut single now having like millions of eyes on you? Yeah. Was that hard to adjust to or did it just kind of feel normal? I mean, hard, no, but like, dude, just weird. Yeah. It was just weird, bro. Like I, I went from, I went from being in Nashville to being this guy that no, like nobody knew, like other than people that worked in music, like people knew I was a songwriter, but I didn't actually have like, even, even after writing songs that helped people get signed, like I really didn't have much going on. Like I was just, I was just the guy that wrote songs and yeah. thankfully I got paid to do that. Um, <laughs> but that was it. And it, dude, it was so weird. It happened to me on a family vacation. And so like I left Nashville the video went viral and I came back and everything was completely different. I, I, I'll never forget like going out with my friends like the Saturday I got back from this vacation and just like walking down the street, I'm like piss hammered with, with <laughs> some dudes and in uh, like seven people on the street are like, yo, do you sing that sneaker song? And so it was like weird. It's like there's this version of me that existed before I left for that vacation yeah. and then a version that existed after. Um, and yeah, it's a weird adjustment, especially in Nashville, like, you know, it's easy to, now there's like a lot of eyes on you in Nashville. But the weird thing about it is that nobody in Nashville is going to come up to you and say it. They'll just watch you from afar. So it's kind of weird. You like never really know who knows you in certain places. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of the only adjustment. But you know, it's, uh, it just comes with it, baby. You know what I mean? You don't really have a choice but to get <laughs> yeah, used to it. You know? That is true. Yeah. Well, I love that that's happening for you. But at the same time, I heard you say in an interview that your dad saw you perform live and he goes, yeah, that, that'll do it. Bro. <laughs> That's such a dad response. Bro, it's so funny, man. My my mom. So my mom thinks I'm a literal famous person. Like especially now that I'm on the radio, my mom thinks that I like can't go out in public, which is like I maybe get recognized once a week, unless yeah. obviously at a show. Like, but like literally never. Like uh, everything's very normal. And then my dad is the exact opposite, where my dad refuses to let me think that I'm like cool <laughs> at all. Um, yeah, so the first show was like 2,000 people. I was like, what'd you think? And my mom's like crying. Yeah. And I like, yeah, I asked my dad. I was like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, that, that'll get it done. <laughs> nice. I was like, all right, all right, buddy. It's sick. <laughs> Keeps you humble. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, but now you're tatted up. So oh, yeah, I'm tatted up. You're, like you're officially a superstar. That's the, what I'm I saying. think the coolest thing about the tats are they're all based off your original music. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them are. Yeah, most of them are. Uh, I have, let's see. I don't think any of them actually are on this arm. Oh, well, I have one up here that's like, it's like, so, you know, uh, you know, the, uh, 1975, like how they have the box. Oh yeah. I thought this was like genius. Some people tell me that it's dumb, but I got the box, but then I, it has the word not in it. So, you know what I mean? Cheeky, <laughs> cheeky little jokes. Um, but yeah, I got that. I got a love letter. I got the roses for how to lose a girl. Um, and then I have like, everything is like kind of memorable. I have, uh, like the greater sign and a three like for nightly that's what they use so yeah. since i did that tour i have that and then uh i'm like a big marvel nerd so i have like a big loki logo on my arm that my mother <laughs> hates dude she thinks it's so it kind of looks like devilish dude no this weird way loki satanic yeah yeah exactly but i'm like no he's just you know he's just 
just a Marvel character. It's all good. She thought it was like a devil worshiper for a second. I was like, hey, relax, bro. You're not there yet. <laughs> not there. Not there yet. Exactly. Wait more years in the spotlight. Yeah. I'm waiting for the Illuminati to call me still. Like it hasn't happened, but I'm counting on it. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Is that something you're going to continue doing? Just getting tatted up and yeah. stuff? Yeah, dude. I think it's cool. And like, I weirdly, so I'm like, I'm kind of a, I'm, I'm kind of soft, dude. I'm not, I'm not a very tough guy. I, I write love songs for God's sakes. Like I'm not, I'm not a very tough dude. Um, but I like weirdly love the feeling of getting tattoos. Like okay. it's like, it's, I kind of describe it as like sitting in a sauna where it's uncomfortable, but then the payoff after you're like, I feel amazing. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. you have any tattoos? I know, man. Oh dude. I, I, I got to get on it. You got to get on the I way. I kind of look like I have tattoos. Yeah. I've been told. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you can rock some tattoos, but Anybody that has like real tattoos is gonna look at me and like my little dinky t- be like he doesn't have real tattoos, bro. The, the Marvel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The the not not 1975 tattoo. I think is sick. Because Thank you. The box is like so iconic. So iconic. I thought it was genius when I did it. I really did. I was like, this is this is gonna go well. And like I don't know. I d- I think I just like that style of tattoo where it's like a really thin line too. Me too. The line work is is cool. You recently. You, you got noticed by Matty Healy of the 1975. He bro. gave you a stamp of approval. It was so funny, bro. You know what's kind of you know what's even better. Cool. I kind of I kind of big leagued him on accident <laughs> because I didn't really big league him because in reality I spent my day, dude. Before tour, I went on a Lego Fortnite kick. It was bad. Bro. <laughs> been there, been there, bro. It was bad. I felt like a 12 year old kid. I'm literally like building a city with my 30 year old cousin who lives in Toledo. <laughs> dude, we're, yeah. We were grinding, bro, and. Uh, I spent my entire day playing this. So I didn't even know that Maddie, I hadn't been on my phone all day. I responded like eight hours later, bro. <laughs> like I had no idea he had messaged me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was wild. I, I was with my girlfriend when it happened and I was like, I was like, I opened up my phone. I'm sitting there in Scooby-Doo pajamas in front of my little monitor, my headset on. And I was like, you are not going to believe what I'm about to tell you. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, Maddie, Maddie just actually DM'd me. And then everybody online posted it. Everybody in the comments was like, that's fake. And I was like, <laughs> okay, dude. I was like, that's fine. So you can't even argue with him, you know? Did you respond? I did. And he left me on red. But I did respond. I told him, you know, hey, because he asked for a million dollars, which, Easy. you know, legally, we're good. He can't, <laughs> I, can't, I don't have to give him a million dollars. A bunch of people were concerned that he was being serious. Um, but we got everything cleared before we put the song out. Yeah, we're yeah, we're yeah. golden. Um, but yeah, I told him, I was like, bro, if I make a milli, the first milli's yours. <laughs> but actually if I make two milli, the first milli's yeah, yours. Yeah, there yeah, we yeah. go. Um, yeah. And so he liked it and that was it. But our relationship is open. So, you know, maybe if I see, is there at a festival, if I'm at a festival, I hope he hates me though, dude. I really like borderline. I hope he's like, this is that little shit that like. <laughs> was kind of making fun of me, even though I wasn't. I, I love him. I think so. whether or not, you know, he loves you or hates you, he's noticing you and that's sick. That's sick. That's sick. Yeah, bro. I felt bad. I, uh, I had a moment because I, I never respond to any comments. Yeah. Like, especially hate comments. I actually think hate comments are like hilarious. Oh, yeah. And this poor dude, I don't know what was, I, I deleted it immediately, but uh, <laughs> there was this like poor 16 year old girl <laughs> named Beth. And she commented on my post and said, uh, oh, what did she say? Something about the song being atrocious or something like that. I remember that being one of the words. I can't remember what the comment said. And I, I don't know if I was having a bad day. I don't know what happened, but I responded. And I was like, I was like, listen, Beth. I was like, at the end of the day, Maddie Healy DM'd me and not you. So like, 
take that for what it's worth. And then I was like reading it. I was like, bro, you're fighting with a 16 year old girl. <laughs> and so I just immediately deleted it. I was like, I hope nobody saw that. It was embarrassing. No, I'm sorry. She deserved it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beth, if you're watching, I meant what I said. At least she knows. Cause she probably saw it. Yeah. You know? Well, not the 1975 obviously caught the attention of a lot of 1975 fans, yes, but a lot of them were happy uh, about yeah. the fact that it had a lot of like Easter eggs and yeah. 1975 lyrics in there. Yeah. Did you have a favorite one that you snuck in? Dude, I think the looking for somebody in the chorus is like, it's so subtle. And it was, I'm not going to lie, it was kind of by accident. Because um, we had, dude, we had so many different versions of the chorus. Me, me, me and my buddy Spencer Jordan wrote the chorus. And it was like, at one point, it was like, funny, I don't see her with nobody tonight. And it, there was all these different ones. And then Spencer was actually the one who said, but I'm not really looking for somebody tonight. And then it snapped in my brain. I was like, bro, they have a song called Looking for Somebody that's like kind of big right now. I yeah. was like, that is genius. And so it was kind of like a happy accident, that yeah. one. But uh, yeah, that, that one's my favorite because it's so subtle. Like most people wouldn't know that unless you're like proper fan. So, so well, there's another one that I think you would only know if you're a diehard 1975 yeah. fan is She Said. Yeah. Dude, that's another one. So that's actually one that this is... I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say it. I'll admit, I'll admit, I'm not, I'm not a super genius or nothing, but uh, that was one that when we made the song, we didn't even realize until I started posting it. And then everybody started commenting that they, they were like, the she said is so genius. And so I just started agreeing. I was like, oh, bro, we totally meant to do that. Like that was totally supposed to happen. <laughs> I was curious about that because I saw like r way early on you like teased it probably before I don't even think you like had a demo for it. I'm talking like yeah on acoustic long. guitar. You yeah, saw it? dude. Yeah. That was the that was the second that I came up with that line. Dude, it's so wild. I knew because I started the whole thing with she said I like your confidence, but you're not the 1975. Just that little thing was stuck in my head one morning, and I posted it on TikTok that video um, because I just I just like I knew there was something in that that could be really cool and really special. And then I posted that and we didn't write the song, like actually properly make the song for like two more months after yeah. that. But I, I knew there was something cool in that. That's sick that you've seen that video. <laughs> I was showing that to some of the, like some of my radio team yesterday, um, that OG video. So that's funny that you bring that up. I love, I love a full circle moment. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously not, not the 1975 fan favorite really expose you to a lot more fans and yeah. really expose the fact that you don't just have fans. You got some, you got some super fans. Yeah. Yeah, dude. So I did a little something. Oh I, gosh. Uh, I reached out to them. Oh, no way. And just kind of hit them up and said, do you got any questions you want to ask Knox? He's coming on my show. And they were like, who are you? Do I get to block you? <laughs> <laughs> and the go. ones that didn't block me, I, uh, they have some questions for you. All right, let's so answer. Morgan underscore Schmidt seven would like to know what was your old AOL or AIM username? I didn't even have one. Really? I swear. I've always... Oh, wait. I about just said my email on this. That would have been bad. <laughs> I almost just said my actual email. But no, I've, I've never had one. Really? And, yeah. And shout out Morgan, though. She was at the Columbus show. I, I remember her from the Columbus show. There so. you go. Did, yeah, did you ever have like, a, like uh, my iCloud? Mm -hmm. I'm 27 now. I got my first iPod when I was maybe 11 or 12. Yeah. yeah. And it's Yankee hater because I'm from Boston. And yeah. it's still that. And like if I have to go to like the genius bar, I'm like, it's, it's Yankee, Yankee hater. 1400. <laughs> That's so funny, like, dude. the Yankees. That's funny. No, I never had any like cringy emails or anything. I did have, I was one of those where I had, when I had like, you know, when Black Ops and MW3 were out, my, I had one of those sweat names. I was XX legit <laughs> underscore GoPro XX. Like I was... 
It's a fucking douchebag, dude. That's, a, that's an intimidating <laughs> username, though. But, dude, if I, I was terrible. By that, I would that, be... was a, that was the thing. I'd, like, had that, and then I would, like, my KD was, like, a point six, Dude, I was <laughs> awful at Call of Duty. All my friends hated playing with me because I was so bad. That's hilarious. Um, Kiki Lehrer... Kiki Lehrer wants to know, is there a song by another artist that you love that you wish you had written? Oh, another song that I wish I had written. There's a lot of them. I'm trying to think of what is like the one. Um, dude, to be honest, there's a song by, you know, the band Valley. Yeah. Love Valley. They're they, like, I think they're right on the pin. Somewhere. Oh, really? Yeah. No way. <laughs> dude, weirdest set. Well, actually, I'll, I'll tell you the song first, but, um, uh, they have a song called Lost in Translation. It's like their their title track. It is amazing, dude. It's, yeah. uh, it's like, and I could be wrong. Like, I could be wrong of what this is about, but I'm pretty sure it, the, it, the song is just about being, like, on the road and being gone. And so every time, like, when I'm, like, riding to the van to leave for tour, I'm just, like, blaring that song, and I'm just, like, basically in tears. It's, it's a great song. It's really good. And I just, like, I, they did a really good job of, like, capturing that feeling. I'm like, I wish I could have made something like that i've tried to make something like kind of in the realm yeah and i'm like it's not as good as that so i can't you know. <laughs> maybe you'll get inspired after this tour exactly hopefully um catherine x marie 28 wants to know what was your favorite song to make mm. um oh favorite song to make um honestly so probably this is actually really cool so um my song i'm so good at being alone Kind of a slept on song, by the way. If you're watching this, please go listen to it. It doesn't have a lot of streams and it needs more. It's, it's good. It's my favorite. Um, but that that was really cool because I made it with these producers, Captain Cuts. Um, and in 2020, they put out a song that they made with Chelsea Cutler, right? Yep. That um, was like my most listened to song. It was called Sad the Night. And that's such an awesome song, by the way. Yeah, dude, it's so sick. And so they made that song with her. So one, it was already really cool. I had my first, it was like my first ever time working with them. And so, and it went really well. Like, obviously we made a song that's now the name of my tour. Um, so it was sick working with them. Cause I was like, man, I've like, I've been big fans of you guys forever, but it was sick because so, you know, in the chorus of that song, how it has that like synth that's like, dun, 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 dun. dude, when you said that, I was literally going to be like, yeah, yeah. So, so that sound, I was telling them in the session, I was like, I was like, dude, I, I kind of like once we had made the song and kind of settled in I and we kind of hit the point of like friendship, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, I kind of just had a moment. I was like, guys, I just got to let you guys know I have been like a huge fan. And so making this with you guys today has been so sick, so much fun. And then I brought that up. I told them I was like the sound. I told them about Sad the Night. And I said, the sound that you use in that chorus, the dun dun synth. I was like, that is the craziest sound that has ever been used in a song. And Ryan, um, the guy who was producing it, one of the cuts guys, he was like, oh, bro, we have it right here. And he took that exact sound that they use in Chelsea's song and no they way. put it in I'm So Good at Being Alone. So in the verses, when you hear the dun 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 it's the exact same sound that they used Whoa. in Sad the Night, which I was like, that's, that's wild. I gotta like, go back and listen to it. Yeah, now. yeah. When you, when you hear it, you'll be able to tell, especially in the second verse. They like bring it up and it's like dun 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 dun. That's so cool. That's so special for you to have that. Yeah, bro. I like called my sister after the session. I was like, you're not going to believe what just happened, dude. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, that's great. I think we got two more. Andrea Naomi wants to know, what is your favorite Taylor Swift song? Ooh. I'm biased, but dude, everything has changed with Ed Sheeran. It's just so good, bro. It's so good. It's great. So, But if I'm going just normal Taylor Swift, and this is a this is a like 
maybe a sleeper, but Welcome to New York, fire, dude. Are you going to listen to that when you pull up in New York? On Every time, dude. <laughs> Welcome to New York. It's been waiting for you. It's so good, dude. It's so good. Sleeper. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I lied, actually. There are two more now. Okay, let's um, run it. Al, Al, oh, this one's going to be tough. Okay. Alex Uratovac. Great. Wanted to say, first, just wanted to say Chicago absolutely rocked, and I'm so glad you love my tat. Next, what song have you seen people connect with the most? Um, probably, well, dude, I didn't know it until the past two shows, but I think, I could be wrong, but bro, I, so my song with Charlotte Sands, We're Not In Love Anymore, mm-hmm. rips live, bro. And everybody just like, especially in the, um, excuse me, like after the, um, the bridge going into the big chorus where me and her both like yell, yeah, bro, the crowd just like, there are people crying. They're like, I mean, they are just like both shows. It has gone so hard. And That's so, awesome. yeah, I had no idea. Cause it, it kind of just kind of like, it did really well. Like it has a really good amount of streams, but it kind of, it just kind of like, it never had a viral moment. It never like got that kind of love that I thought it was going to. Um, but yeah, I think that might be the song on this tour that is hitting and also shout, shout out to Alex. Cause she got a sick tattoo of monumental mess on her ribs. It was super That's sick. Right. Is, uh, is Mary Jo singing vocals on that? Yeah, on yeah. She That's comes awesome. out and does it, yeah. That's sick. Yeah. Um, all right, last one is from... It's actually from your biggest fan. Um, it's me. It's at... <laughs> it's <laughs> Let's go. At Brendan Gennetti. Uh, he wants to know, is it true that Katy Perry shaded you when you auditioned for Bro, Mary Bro, she did me so dirty. She was so <laughs> mean to me. And one of my life goals is to, like, shake her hand and be like, I'm a musician now, and I'm on the radio, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, I did... Uh, and thankfully, thankfully this happened. It's like a good thing and a bad thing, but like way back in the day, like 2018, I tried to do American Idol and I made it all the way to the filmed part. Oh, sweet. Like the first round. My, my part never aired, but, um, dude, it was so whack because that show, it's very like, even those parts is very like coordinated and very whatever. So I go into the rehearsal room and they're like, Hey, play us three songs that you want to play for them. So I play them. I wanted to play Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. That was what I wanted to play for him. So I played Fast Car. I played 18 by Ed Sheeran and one other song. I can't remember what it was. Um, and they were like, all right, this is what you're going to do. You're going to go in there. You're going to play the A-team. You're going to make a joke about how you look like Ed Sheeran, like whatever. And I was like, okay, like, yeah, sure. And uh, I go in there. I play the A-team. And then Katy Perry says, she's like, her exact question to me, she just looks at me and she goes, we already have Ed Sheeran. Why would we ever need you? That was what she said. And I was like, I was like, and I wanted to like turn to the guy who had just told me to go sing this song. And I wanted to be like, cause that guy told me to, but obviously you're not allowed to say that. Yeah. So yeah, she did me, she did me very dirty, but shout out Lionel Richie. He loved me. Luke Bryan. He didn't really like me either, to be honest. But uh, yeah, Lionel Richie, he liked me, but also I was like trash back then too. So like, I'll take it. Hey, yeah. you know what? Fast forward tonight. You got Maddie Healy. That's, all, that's what I'm saying. Oh. Katie, where you at, dude? Where you at? Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Knox, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Dude, You're thanks. top 40 in radio right now. You've got an EP vinyl, double EP vinyl yeah. in pre-order. Yes, sir. Headlining tour. What else can the fans expect in the near future? Bro, just uh, the one thing that I can say is, or the couple things, I guess, whatever, uh, more shows, more music. We're not stopping. We're not taking any breaks. We're not going to do that thing where we go away and then everybody's yeah. like, when is he putting out new music? We're not doing any of that. Um, we're just going to keep going, going, going. And so we're just going to ramp this thing up as far as we can. And 
I got I got surprises for 2024. It's gonna be crazy, man. It's gonna be a good year. So if you're a fan, man, you guys are uh, in for in for a treat. It's gonna Heck be dope. yeah! All right, I wrap up every interview with this question, unrelated to music, unrelated to your career. All right. What is a personal goal you got you want to accomplish in the near future? <sighs> All right, this is nerdy, but dude, I want to so badly. So I want to, I want to get a house. That's like the that's the simple one. I want, I want to buy a house. I live in a one bedroom apartment. Yeah. I have a dog. Not really the vibe, but I need a house because. I want to be one of those people on Instagram that has a full Lego room. Dude. It's <laughs> like you build the Lego city. Like I have the Avengers Tower waiting in my apartment right now, yeah. still in the box. And so here soon, I'm gonna have I'm gonna I'm gonna begin my village in yeah. my room whenever I get a house, whenever that is. I need I need not the nineteen seventy five to jump a couple more spots. <laughs> like 40 of them, you know what I'm saying? And then I'll get a house. But uh, yeah, that's the goal, baby. Hell yeah, man. Lego Fortnite room is going to go crazy. You best believe it, bro. You best believe it. <laughs>